Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, April 12th, 2021. The Biden administration changing course when it comes to police reform. We'll discuss that, plus the president's push for bipartisanship on his big infrastructure plan. And finally, Donald Trump still in control of the Republican Party and still lying about the 2020 election. Joe Biden is reversing course from one of his campaign promises on a major issue that is once again in the headlines, and that is police reform. Joe Biden had promised to set up a commission that would look at how to change policing in America. However, we are now learning that the Biden White House is standing down on that commission, and instead, they are going to double down on their efforts to pass police reform through legislative channels. White House Domestic Policy Advisor Susan Rice said, quote, based on close, respectful consultation with partners in the civil rights community, the administration made the considered judgment that a police commission at this time would not be the most effective way to deliver on our top priority in this area, which is to sign the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act into law. Now, it is not at all clear that getting that piece of legislation through the Congress and to the president's desk for his signature is a certain thing. This is why the commission, I think, was an idea that was out there. But it is very clear that a lot of activists and allies of this administration who work in this space believe that just setting up another commission would likely delay action. And they want all the energy focused on trying to get this bill through Congress. Now, the House initially passed the bill last year, but it failed in the Republican-led Senate. Now, Democrats, of course, control the Senate, a 50-50 tied Senate, with Vice President Harris able to cast that 51st tie-breaking vote. But would this be a piece of legislation that Republicans filibuster, where it will need 60 votes to break that filibuster? Uh, That remains an open question. What is no longer an open question is how Joe Biden is going to move forward on police reform. And this comes just as we've seen another officer-involved killing in Minnesota. Just miles from where Derek Chauvin is on trial for the killing of George Floyd, yesterday, Dante Wright was killed by a police officer following a traffic stop. Local police chief in Minnesota showed at a press conference body cam video of the incident depicting an officer who seems to have thought she was discharging her taser, but accidentally actually was discharging her gun in this fatal shooting. This latest incident, with the tensions that are also running so high as the Chauvin trial continues forward in that Minnesota courtroom, this all can add political pressure to getting that policing act passed into law. But again, the Biden administration is now counting on that as their answer, as their action. So the stakes just went up a ton for Team Biden to actually get that bill through Congress. Now, here's what else matters today. As you probably know by now, if you listen to this podcast enough, the Biden White House does not define bipartisanship as the vote tally board in Congress. They define bipartisanship as putting forward ideas that get support from Democrats, Republicans and independents across the country. 
getting bipartisan buy-in from voters, even if the final votes in Congress are purely partisan. But that's not stopping the administration from opening the door, welcoming Republicans into the Oval Office, and for the president to really try and form some kind of consensus going forward as it relates to his $2 trillion infrastructure plan. And that begins in earnest today, when President Biden holds a bipartisan meeting of lawmakers with Vice President Harris in attendance in the Oval Office. The attendees in today's meeting are not congressional leaders. They're not even necessarily the swing votes like a Joe Manchin or a Susan Collins in the United States Senate that is so closely divided. But they are key players on key committees, both in the House and in the Senate, that deal with infrastructure as a critical component of their work. So again, this is not a deal-making meeting because you would have actual congressional leaders in there or the critical swing votes that will determine whether or not this becomes bipartisan in Congress. What you have instead is the beginning of a process of the Biden administration showing its genuine interest in trying to find some way to have this be bipartisan. But by no means is the Biden White House suggesting that at the end of the day, if zero Republicans get on board, that they refuse to go it alone. In fact, above all else, they say, Inaction is not an option. And finally today, just in case you want to understand Donald Trump's role in the Republican Party, it is that he is still almost entirely in charge of it. His powerful support from the grassroots of the party, his ability to fundraise, and his ability to harm Republicans in competitive primary races if he wants to see them lose. All of that combined shows the former president's continued outsized clout inside the GOP. And it was all on display this weekend in Florida. The Republicans gathered there for a donor conference for the RNC, but there was also a grassroots organization meeting, the Save America Group. They were part of the January 6th Stop the Steal rally. They heard from the likes of Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, all while the well-heeled, high-dollar donors for the RNC were gathered at Mar-a-Lago to hear from the former president. What did they hear? They heard a 50-minute rant where he continued to push the notion of the big lie of a stolen election in 2020, which it was not. He lost it fair and square. And they heard the former president continue to take on his vice president, saying that he was disappointed in Mike Pence, that Mike Pence didn't vote to refuse to certify the Electoral College count. This is what led to the January 6th insurrection. He saved some of his harshest language for the Senate Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, who he called, quote, a dumb son of a bitch. We have seen them fighting ever since the end of last year. They haven't had a conversation. And yet the head of the Republican committee charged with winning back the United States Senate, Rick Scott, was there at Mar-a-Lago delivering a trophy to Donald Trump in appreciation for his dedication to helping to get Republicans elected. This is the committee overseen by Mitch McConnell. I mean, the leader of the party in the Senate has a lot of sway over how the campaign committee is run. And here is the chairman of the campaign committee, Rick Scott, doting on Donald Trump while Donald Trump is bashing Rick Scott's leader, Mitch McConnell. And Republicans like Governor Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas, Congresswoman Liz Cheney of Wyoming, they all bemoan 
this moment inside the Republican Party, but they're in the much smaller faction of the Republican Party these days. Listen to what they had to say on Sunday morning. Well, anything that's divisive uh, is a concern and is not uh, helpful for us uh, fighting uh, the battles in Washington and at the state level. The former president um, is using the same language that he knows provoked violence on January 6th. Uh, you know, as a party, we need to be focused on the future. We need to be focused on uh, embracing the Constitution, not embracing insurrection. This is a Republican Party that clearly Donald Trump has control of, but is also still deeply at odds with itself. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.